When Joy became a Christian, her husband contemplated divorce. I think that God just really used focus on the family um, and your guys' ministry to grow me and um, prepare me and um, guide my heart to live out um, in front of my husband what it means to follow Christ. I'm Jim Daly. Together, we can strengthen marriages like Joy's and give families hope. Donate at focusonthefamily.ca slash give. I feel like peace feels like a really warm blanket on a cold day. To me, God's peace feels like calm in the middle of a storm. The rock at the beach, the waves are heating it, but the rock doesn't care. The peace of God feels like an exhale after holding in my breath for multiple weeks. Well, what does peace feel like to you? Today on Focus on the Family, we'll have some observations and strategies for you and your family to intentionally seek out peace in your everyday life. Thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. Your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. John, I love our relationship with Ray Vanderlaan, who uh, we've done that video series with, That the World May Know, Jewish scholar. Mm -hmm. And one of the nuggets I've taken away from my interactions with Ray is this concept of God's shalom Mm -hmm. to combat the world's chaos. Mm -hmm. And I love that concept because shalom is Hebrew for peace. And that's the deep redemptive peace that we have between us and God because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and our acceptance of him as the Son of God. Mm -hmm. But it can be difficult to bring God's peace to others if we aren't experiencing that ourselves. And uh, that's where it has to start. It has to start with us Mm -hmm. in our own hearts. Actually, in the book of Psalms, we're told very directly we need to seek peace and pursue it. Uh, So today, we've invited our good friend Kay Wyma back. She's a busy wife and mom, and yes, she did the career thing and worked in the White House at one point, so she's had some incredible experiences, but she wants to express the importance of peace and challenge you to a 30-day experiment, the 30-day peace project, and that's the topic today. Yeah, and uh, we've had Kay here a number of times. She always brings some great stories from her own personal life, and she's so approachable. She's written a number of books, and as you said, Jim, uh, the one that really is foundational for our conversation today, The Peace Project, a 30-day experiment practicing thankfulness, kindness, and mercy. Uh, We've got that here at the ministry. The link is at focusonthefamily.ca or call 800, the letter A, and the word family for your copy. Kate, welcome back to Focus. Oh my goodness, thanks for having me. <laughs> we love, I'm already grinning ear to ear because we love having you on and your stories are so great because they're so well, transparent. thanks for the pressure. Now I have to yeah. come up with a good story, no, I'm I just mean, kidding. <laughs> everybody relates to your stories because they're the everyday story. It's what we all yeah. experience, but you have such a gift of expressing them. Okay, so starting right out of the gate, your peace experiment started one day when you were pulling out of your driveway and you encountered a big truck driving by. How did that start your peace journey? Well, it, unexpectedly. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really think we were on a peace journey until that morning. <laughs> what and, happened? But, okay, so, you know, the morning began slightly unsettled because, well, I had women coming over. I have a meeting, a Bible study meeting every Tuesday at my house. And um, 
pulling together for the coffee. I go in the fridge, and there's cartons of milk, but there's no milk in the cartons. Please oh. say I'm not the only one. Like, am <laughs> I the only one? That. Oh, my gosh. I think between... it just happened to me this morning. Seriously? Yes, I'm it's dead the serious. Worst. It's like that and yeah. the cereal. Like, they're could... dust, the cereal boxes are destined <laughs> to be empty. But why are they sitting there? I don't understand it. That's funny. Yeah, so I, needless to say, I walked out going, well, now I have to race to the grocery store to be able to get the milk, you know, and I'm like, huh. And our block... We live on a block where people still have driveways that you use. So you back in and out of it. And there's lots of cars on our block. And so already it was piled. And I look at the end of the street and there's a truck coming, like a working truck coming my way. And he was so nice. Like he saw me trying to back out. So he pulled to the side and I start backing out. I get into the street and lo and behold, this huge black truck is barreling up on me. And I, in my head. From I'm the like, other side? But no, because he, the guy had pulled over. The black truck decided he was pulling over. Pass. for him yeah okay. so he's like uh. and and i'm sort of sitting here going this is my street like no and i happy thoughts are not in my head and neither are nice words <laughs> <laughs> and so this guy's like face off with the truck and me and i have no choice but to back up okay so lots of discord very much no peace in that situation i start backing up and i look up and this unbelievable sky this sunrise sky is staring at me Mm -hmm. and i I think for a moment what am i doing like why am i so grumbly and crabby like i have a bible study coming yeah that's the contrast (laughs) that's what's so funny i know it and so i start sitting there going i am in a car it is a hot texas day i have air conditioning i'm going into a grocery store where the milk will be in a cooled refrigerated cabinet that I can pull out and probably somebody's going to say hi Kay and and I'm sort of like so instantly gratitude again I have no idea what's happening here except that all of a sudden I feel better because that's what gratitude does it starts to like dial down whatever's going and fire up just feelings that are good which physiologically occur in your brain you have no idea that it's happening but it does I'm laughing about this whole thing about (laughs) I gotta get some milk for my bible study get out of my way it's that so embarrassing so but so true <laughs> isn't that awful i mean but whatever but it's then real. it worked you realized the benefit of whew, looking up unbelievable seeing the, the blessings in your life so the thankfulness it actually inspires right in that moment an act of kindness i had to back up three or four cars and pull to the side because there were that many cars on our street but instead of like brush fresh you know i happily did it i thought you know what i'm moving there's this act of kindness that occurred in that moment. And um, as the car barreled by, I thought for a moment, I have no idea what's going on in that person's life. Like none. They could be racing to the hospital. They could Mm. be, you know, late for a meeting. They could be a really crabby, terrible person, which wouldn't be a fun way to live, you know? And instantly in that moment, I had compassion on that person. And it mattered so much. I went in when the ladies arrived and I told them because I was sort of like, you're not going to believe what happened this morning. This weird thing happened. I can't believe how good I feel. And the next week, one of the ladies said, can you tell that story again? And um, another lady said, I did that thing because I had said to them, I think the key components were thankfulness and kindness, like altruistic. I wasn't going to get anything out of it. And the compassion part, which it didn't take long to realize that that's actually what mercy, that's one of the components of mercy, which I'm going to tell you in this whole story, mercy is 
phenomenal. It's mm-hmm. a killer. And I don't think we talk about it very much well, about practicing it. It's interesting. It. And we're going to go through those yeah. uh, three and talk about different stories and different concepts yeah. there. But I think uh, sometimes in the society, we think those are soft things. You know, oh, man. And we, we talk about winning and we talk about, you know, those other things that are more uh, warrior-like attitude. Right. Mercy is mm-hmm. kind of tender. Oh, but let me tell you, <laughs> I love that you said that because it actually is a warrior aspect. Mm. All of them are. They're so, so powerful. And they feed life into any situation that has discord, unsettledness, um, frustration, and it brings into the equation humanity. You actually, through mercy, the most powerful part about it is that it brings dignity back to the human being, mm. the one that mercy yeah. is being given to, as well as the one that is giving it. So powerful. Well, and Kay, what's so good about that in the broader cultural context, mm-hmm. you know, so many people rightfully are clamoring for greater civility mm-hmm. in everything, yes. going I'm to the so store, driving down the up. road, uh, the economic situation, the political situation. We just feel like we're unhinged now. Unhinged. And we're not capable of showing each other these attributes. Yes. And people wrap it in the word civility. Right. But it is uh, these things of mercy. That's part of civility is mercy. It's a humanity issue. So for the person, I'm thinking of the frazzled mom, and we have frazzled dads, so I get that, but just the picture of that person like Kay who says, Kay, really? <laughs> yeah, you like that? Like Kay. Yes. But that 30-day challenge, yep. you know, the 30-day peace project, really? Is someone's right. going, I can't do it for an hour. Then, How do you expect me to do this for 30 days, Okay, Kay? but they're so easy and anybody can do them. And, okay. and here's the thing. Some days you want, okay, so thankfulness, kindness, and mercy. It's like, let's define what those are. So when I started it, because when they said, hey, I did it, I didn't know it was something to do. And then once I knew it was something to do, I was like, let's try it. And so I got my kids on board, which they are, Why? Why do they say Teenagers, yes? how'd you do that? That's a good question. I don't question. know. I, I think they're just so tired of me that they'll be like, yes, yes we'll mom. do another. I know. <laughs> and uh, and it was great. So I got a little notebook for them. I had all my friends from that morning wanting to do it too. So we really actually embarked on it to see if it was something. And we defined it, thankfulness. So 30 days doing these three things. Thankfulness is just like one thing to be thankful for and writing it down. Each day. Each day. And, yeah. it, and I made the rule with my kids, it couldn't be the same thing. The second thing, kindness. It has to be an altruistic act of kindness, which could be anything. Like kindness is so simple to do and the opportunities are everywhere. And what it does for human beings is insane. It does something for the giver and it does something for the receiver. And so if you're dealing with anxiety, if you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with discord, interpersonal or interpersonal, just inside of me, these impact what is going to be the highest travel pathway in your brain. It's fascinating. But as you do these things, um, the practicing of the kindness, it fires things in your brain that you can't cognitively do, hmm. which is fascinating. And altruistic kindness is different than kindness where I do it to get something from right. you. Okay. And then the mercy, it's having compassion or forgiveness on someone that actually could possibly harm you, including yourself. And so we go into those definition yeah. of what compassion looks like, what forgiveness looks like. And um, it's mercy is so, I call it mysterious mercy well, and gonna, magical mercy. We're going to peel these all back. Let's start with thankfulness. Okay. You had an experience in, I think, a checkout line. You had a rug. 
that somebody didn't oh, like and you're goodness. in the reach. Yeah, this is good. I mean, please say too, my brother, we have rude people that cross our path. I walked into this great store to return a rug that I had purchased for one of my college kids, you know, and it didn't work in the dorm room. So I'm taking it back. And um, I should have noticed that there was an issue when I walked in as I'm standing waiting for the cashier and these people are getting in line looking at me rudely. I'm holding this rug and I just was going to return it. And I step in to return it and everyone's gruffy at me because apparently I've cut the line to go. I mean, I know. You cut the line? I I did. Okay. (laughs) That's it. Yes. And so I was very rudely put at the back of the line by the cashier going, the line starts back there. So I stand in the line. The lady that I'm behind is mad at me for some reason. And so she's talking with the cashier about how rude it was that I cut the line. And I'm sitting there going, I'm here. Like, is there, am I being punked? You know, is somebody filming this? Because this is hilarious. I, and, You're in the um, back. You were I at the back, the, of the, back line. of the line. But I think my rug was bothering people. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what was bothering people. No wonder people. your daughter didn't like it. <laughs> I probably. I didn't hit anybody. I don't, as far as I know, I wasn't hitting anyone with it. And, um, and okay, so I had a choice in that moment, similar to the black truck. I could either enter it in and go, oh, you people. You know, get a life. Start swinging that rug. Just that's right. I could have poked her a little bit and pretended like I didn't. But but I know, you know, we're sitting here doing this practicing thankfulness, kindness, and mercy. I was like, okay, I'm unsettled. Like, I feel the discord of these people talking about me even in front of me. So there's there's no peace in that situation. And I was like, all right, I'm going to fight for it. And so I know that thankfulness fires it up. And I sit there going, I have a rug for a daughter who's in college. I'm so glad I have that daughter. She's, you know, just sort of taking through. And as the thankfulness goes, and we know it happens every time. If you can do anything, start ticking through thankfulness and you will instantly start to feel better. And so I do. And I noticed that the lady in front of me who was so crabby didn't have the change in her purse to be able to pay. I had the change in my purse and, and I just quietly put it there, you know, not really saying anything. And I'm like, it's yours. It's yours. No worries. And so in that moment, it allowed me to really hit compassion because now I actually cared, like legitimately cared cared for these ladies and thinking, I have no idea. It almost is every time. I have no idea what's going on in their day. Mm. And that is probably one of the most powerful statements to hit to the why. Why is somebody being rude? Why are they honking at you? Why? Because if you can go to the why on any of this, mm-hmm. it's um, and it, it addresses kind of things like cancel culture, all these things that are hitting us that are so overwhelming. If we can go to the why, mm-hmm. then we can see the human's involved in it and lead with compassion. Hmm. Some really good insights from Kay Wyma today on Focus on the Family. We're so glad you joined us and uh, we'll recommend her book, The Peace Project, a 30-day experiment practicing thankfulness, kindness, and mercy. We've got details about that book at focusonthefamily.ca. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. The family-minded people at Deeks Insurance know what it means to properly protect your family. Whether it's your home or car, the good people at Deeks will make sure you have the right coverage at a great rate. After all, Deeks has been a licensed insurance broker since 1981, or ever since families and minivans became a dynamic duo. To see how Deeks can help you save, visit deeksinsurance.ca to get started with a quote. Deeks Insurance, where family matters. 
Focus on the Family Canada's Hope Restored Marriage Intensive Program is a proven program designed to save couples from the brink of divorce. For over 15 years, Hope Restored Marriage Intensives have helped more than 4,500 couples, and over 80% of those surveyed are still together two years after attending. If you or someone you know is facing a crisis in their marriage, please call Focus on the Family Canada today at 1-833-999-HOPE or visit hoperestoredcanada.ca to find out more. At Focus on the Family Canada, we're always seeking to meet the changing and growing needs of your family. That's why we've developed our free Focus on the Family magazine. It's spiritually grounded and relevant to your needs. Get your free subscription at focusonthefamily.ca. Find parenting tips, practical marriage guidance, useful advice on media, and encouraging ways to help your family grow in Christ. Sign up for your free subscription of Focus on the Family magazine today. Visit focusonthefamily.ca. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. Okay, let's move to the second focus of the experiment, which is kindness. Yeah. Uh, You cite a fascinating study. I really, this was interesting, about letter writing and people struggling with suicidal Mm -hmm. thoughts. I thought that was really breathtaking. Tell the listeners and viewers what you discovered. Yeah, because letter writing is such an easy thing. It really went off of a psychiatrist who was um, dealing with people that are are dealing with things like PTSD, a lot dealing with... Depression. Yeah, depression, folks that had been off at war. And he started writing letters, just simply writing letters. Small letters, two, three sentences. Yeah, it wasn't much, but it had their name on it. It saw them. It addressed them, and it, it was like, you. I see you, you're living, you matter, you matter. And so as the people received these letters, it actually impacted them that someone did notice and that they did matter. And there was a gentleman who actually is one of those people that survived jumping off a bridge to end his life, and he did not end his life. And he received those letters afterwards, and it actually lowered the depression in his life. I mean, it yeah. it gave him enough enough oomph in his life to be able to continue because he mattered to someone. And uh, that's where I just, it's so compelling to think, are we that empty? And I think right now, the answer is a lot of people are empty. Do we see the people walking next to us? Do we say the names of the people walking next to us? Do we notice them? Do we? And if it's something as simple as letter writing, to even go through your own list of people in your life that have impacted you, oh my gosh, if you would just write a letter saying to your teacher when you were in grade school, you have no idea how much you meant to me in my life, the tiniest little things. And what that does to the person receiving it, oh, it puts wind in their sails. And in the strangest way that this kindness thing does, it puts wind in your sails too. It is the biggest win-win. Okay, let's move to the third mercy. one, mercy. You you light up with that I word. Do. I see it in I your face it. and your smile. <laughs> and it's a beautiful word, mercy. It's a beautiful amazing. word. It's what defines us as being made in God's image, right? It's human yeah. and it's an attribute from our creator. I think the neatest thing about mercy is you, you, this is the one you genuinely absolutely cannot do on your own. I think Mm. that's what's so powerful about it. And that when you practice mercy, you experience God. Um, You just can't. There's nothing in us that goes towards this. It's his character. It's his. It's him. 
Yeah. Okay. So even all of these things, I was so hit by the fact that if you look at the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and man, then love others as yourself. This is living out because loving the Lord your God is thankfulness. Loving others is, and, and even ourselves, there's a kindness aspect to it, but genuinely going to the compassion part is mercy. And I think that's why these are so powerful. I can't tell you enough how deeply practicing these impacted each one of our lives and the people that did it. And they're so simple. I mean, just five days. Simple, but it takes thought and effort. And the thing about mercy, it takes a couple of more things. One of them is willingness, which is huge. And the other is humility, because you have to be able to walk into it with humility and willingness. And you also, it is so critically important to walk into mercy with your identity set, with your unsettledness settled. Because if you go in on my own power, I'm in trouble. I can only genuinely practice these things if I understand who I am. And I know we've talked about identity before. I'm not sure it doesn't fold into every conversation because I think we have identity issues. (laughs) Well, and what... For the person that doesn't know, what does that mean? Identity, this means being fully grounded in who God says that you are. Okay. And what does that, what are the adjectives that describe Uh, that? Known. You're known. You're seen. You're loved. You're You're wanted. You're valued. Almost your value is so high that it's invaluable. Um, we talked about that in Ephesians 2, it says that we are God's workmanship, which the other word is masterpiece, which the Greek word behind that is poema, which is this amazing creation that he has done that you, I mean, he would set you in a room like you, there's no value that could purchase you except someone did because of that value. You're so valuable to him that he gave everything. I mean, it's just like, Whoa. And so you have to go into mercy. And maybe that's part of practicing it is that you have to rest in that some way, even if you don't believe it. Because in order to get compassion, I have to genuinely care about the other person, which means I'm not focused on myself. And therein lies the greatest freedom ever. Like to not have my eyes anchored on myself for a minute is ginormous. (laughs) You know, your father-in-law. Yes. Um, had a great, he, I mean, you said he was a great example of Jesus's mercy yeah. while taking care of his wife. Yeah. yeah quickly describe that story and how well, that demonstrated God's mercy. They served on the mission field for 50 years in Bolivia about the time that she started to have dementia. And so his life changed and it wasn't exactly what he expected because we have mismet expectations again, which bring discord. And the beautiful mercy is he sat with absolute compassion, wanting nothing out of life except simply to serve her, which was a challenge. The more he surrendered to it, the more beautiful it got to the point where he would even help her chew her food. And so the beauty that surrounded these moments that were so different than he ever thought that they could have, the compassion he had on her, the compassion that he had on himself, and the life that was so full in something that looked like there was no life at all. Mm -hmm. And therein lies this power of mercy to bring life into situations that look absolutely hopeless. So why do we do it? Because if we don't do it, we hit this point where we are, I think, in society, as you were starting out the show, saying there's discord, there's people that won't talk to each other, there's all this hate speech, and there's hate against each other, political, social, I mean, just fill in the blank. And it seems like that is actually too much to handle. But what if... 
What if we do this? Like, what if the, we changed it just slightly? Because the best place to start a change is in the home. Because you can do it. And we aren't, you know, it goes back to the it is finished part of our life. That We aren't victims to this stuff. We can meet it head on. What if you brought out of your house and raised in your house people that saw the ones around them as human beings of great worth? Hmm. Oh my gosh, you know, what if we led with thankfulness? That was your, your instinct, you know, to get yeah. into these situations and go, this doesn't feel good. Remind me what I have to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. I heard Johnny Erickson Tata. She's phenomenal oh, on this issue yeah. because she does it constantly. And I mean, she, really does. she does. And it's like, could anything more bad happen and painful? Mm-hmm. And she leads. I, I saw her the other day and she said, I moved my mouth uttering the words of gratitude that I didn't want to say. And the minute she started doing it, she started feeling better. Fire up the thankfulness, act on it with kindness, and then bathe it. Oh my goodness. And mercy and the fullness that you get. This year has been so hard for us. I can't even, I just can't even so much further than anything we experienced with COVID. Hmm. It's uh, the intensity. There's, I just can't even begin to describe it. Mm -hmm. This got us through so much that we never could have gotten through. On a drive home with one of my children that has been hurting so desperately because of something that happened to him when he was little, we pull up to a a cross and a couple of busy streets in Dallas, and there was a homeless guy standing there. During COVID, I did keep money in my console. And I, I pulled out what I had, and I called him over, and I said, this is all I've got. It didn't seem like enough. And, and I said, what is your name? And I, I just I said, I want you to know the Lord sees you. And he told me his name, and then he asked me my name. He said, what is your name? I said, my name is Kay. And he looked at me, and he said, can I pray for you? Oh. And I was like, well, yes. He prayed for his sister Kay and for the provision and the protection as we went forth in our day. And I was sitting there going, I have no idea what your life is like. I can't, I'm not living your life. He had no idea what was going on in our life. And it was like heaven met us right there mm-hmm. on that busy intersection as two human beings went to the place where there is life, having compassion on each other and seeing each other as humans with dignity and great worth. Yeah, yeah now you got me all teared up here. Sorry. Kay. But what a beautiful place. This Amazing. is the power of what you're talking about. Yeah. And Man, let me just say on Kay's behalf, take the challenge. I mean, what she's talking about is developing your spiritual essence, your relationship with Christ. That's what it's about, the Peace Project and a 30-day challenge to write those things down, what you're thankful for, and uh, showing kindness and showing mercy. Uh, Kay, this is God's message. This is it's, God's he message. He lent it to us. I yeah. don't even, he lent it to us. I'm so thankful because yeah. it gave us life in a time when i didn't know there was life hmm. and so it's not ours come join the ride it's yeah, uh, it's good. a good ride well listen that is what we're looking for and Kay, again we're so grateful that you've been with us thank you for being here thank you it really is always a pleasure you guys are amazing well and let me again encourage you to get a copy of Kay's book the peace project and you can do that through focus on the family canada and uh, be a part of the team We are helping families throughout Canada to uh, have the better marriage and to help their children be strong in the Lord. And that's what you participate in when you purchase a resource from Focus Canada. All the proceeds go right back to helping people. 
get in touch today and get a copy of this book, The Peace Project. And uh, if there's anything else we can uh, send along your way or uh, do for you, let us know, please. Our number is 800, the letter A, and the word family. And we're at focusonthefamily.ca. John, let me read something I think you'll appreciate, Kay. This is from a, a listener, and she said this, God's been trying to reach me for a long time, but I've always maintained a distance. Mm. In the last couple of weeks, every time I listen to the broadcast, I hear something about my marriage or my kids that I needed to hear. I feel such peace I've never had or realized I needed. Thank you for being God's voice to me so I can listen to him. I think a lot of people listening to the program today will say, yes, that's true. Hmm. So that's what you do when you uh, participate in ministry with us. We're there for people who are hurting and need to hear from the Lord. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, donate as you can when you call 800, the letter A in the word family, uh, or stop by focusonthefamily.ca. And coming up next time, why the biblical concept of leaving and cleaving is essential for your marriage. If you have a tough day at work and you get in the car and your first person you're going to call is your mom, not your wife, that's a problem. That's going to prevent you from the second half of Genesis 2.24, the two becoming one. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.